Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is The Art of Being, and I'm your host, Slade Powell. I'm joined today, of course, by my co-host, Hartley Barkley, a little chihuahua with a lot of opinions. And today marks the first episode of season three. Yay! Thank you, all of you, for joining us again for this new season. I love all of you and appreciate everyone who has been with the podcast since the beginning. And those of you who are now joining for the first time here with the new season, welcome, welcome, everybody. This season, we're going to be talking a lot about something very close to my heart, which is the practice of universal continual surrender. This is something that I have been working with personally for a very, very fucking long time. And uh, there are a lot of aspects of spirituality in general that all come back to this practice of continual universal surrender that I think a lot of people are seeking or looking for or they're finding pieces of it here and there and I really want to bring all of that together in a coherent way so that people who are already um, experiencing a state of universal continual surrender and those who uh, look at that and are like hey I'd like some of that too actually please can all benefit from these practices and explore them more intentionally in their lives and really see what is going on with that. I feel like this is a practice that um, doesn't get a lot of airtime for what it truly is. And so we're going to get a lot into that. Now, anytime we're talking about concepts, and I feel like especially when we're talking about spiritual concepts, because spirituality is so wooey-gooey, like, it could be anything. People use the same words to mean a lot of different things, sometimes in really toxic ways. And so I want to be really clear with what I'm talking about when I say universal, continual surrender. Let's break that down. These three words I put together for a reason, because each one of them brings something to this particular practice that is integral to it and descriptive of what it is like inside of this experience and how to get into it um, from the outside. Let's start with surrender. The practice of surrender, uh, there is a whole ass episode on surrender coming your way this season, and I hope you all get a lot out of it. The practice of surrender is clutch it is key you can't get anywhere without letting go of the illusion of control over reality over your own existence Um, the illusion of control is truly just the experience of the ego which is just everything you think of as you uh which knows that it is a very small component of something much larger. And it is afraid of being overtaken or overpowered or destroyed or whatever by harmed in some way by that which is bigger than it. And surrender is the complete opposite. Surrender is I am but a part of a much larger something. And I 
submit to that much larger something period end of story actually beginning of story there's a once you start surrendering like a lot of stuff starts working and it starts flowing better and it's lot starts happening um synchronicity is popping off like it, surrender is the shit it sounds terrifying when you come from a place of control in your mind in your ego when you're used to viewing that larger something that higher power your higher self the universe the divine god the flying spaghetti monster whatever you call that larger something that universe is what i usually call it um that view that the that something larger than you is inherently dangerous volatile um a problem um that you need to defend yourself against it or control it you need to control circumstances larger than you in order to feel safe if that's how you're used to feeling safe then surrender sounds very terrifying because it sounds like giving up what you have been doing to create what feels like safety in truth there is no safety that is but an illusion of control because as all of us with a working uh, logical brain can tell you, uh, you can't actually control all circumstances. Um, at the time of this recording, there was just an enormous wildfire, wildfire across Maui, um, the island in Hawaii, that destroyed entire towns. And it was devastating and fast and came out of nowhere and just wrecked these huge beautiful forests and these beautiful cities and like a whole lot of people's beautiful lives uh out of nowhere there is no way to control that kind of a circumstance you can build a lot of fireproof stuff you can like protect yourself like i'm not saying don't take measures against fires or other natural disasters or other non-natural disasters whatever but the illusion of control that you have any say in the matter of whether that happens to you is a delusion and i think on some level we all know that but it is extremely terrifying for people to confront that delusion at all because most of us are existing in that space of when i control my circumstances i control my life when i control my circumstances i control the danger that is present in my life i can decrease this fear that i have about danger and i can decrease my chances of being in a scared and fearful state by uh being consistently in this scared and fearful state by trying to control everything it's not logical. It is how a lot of us feel. It's kind of, when you say it out loud, it, it can sound kind of stupid. Um, not because you're stupid, just because the illusion is is delusional. And when you start picking apart and prying apart the delusion, it becomes very clear how delusional it truly is. There is no way to control the universe. You are but a person, and you are not the universe. I mean, you are the universe. And that's the point of surrender, is that what you surrender to is less important, honestly, than the surrendering itself. You could call that surrender anything. You could surrender to the concept of, like, a world full of waffles. I 
know at least one person whose concept of a divine power is the gigantic interconnected mycelial network of mushrooms that runs around the entire earth, which is certainly a bigger uh, something than any of us. (laughs) And that's how she... uh, organizes the the concept of something you know of a higher power of something bigger than her for herself it it doesn't it truly doesn't matter what youth envision that higher power that universal something that something bigger than you to be it's simply recognizing that you're not it like you're not the one that's controlling the wildfires you're not the one that's controlling all of the circumstances in your life and that you can't be that it is a delusion to believe that you could the portal to surrender is acknowledging that the universe is inside of you and you are inside of it, and it is all one thing. And so when you surrender, you are just giving up the illusion of separation. That there is something out there, and there's something in here. Those things are different, and one can hurt the other. These, that's, a, that's not true. That's insane. The truth is that it's all energy vibrating, period. Period. String theory. Like... Everything is particles. Everything is energy. What you think of as you is mostly just a collection of neural pathways that have been worn down over years. It is uh, electrical impulses running through your nervous system, which is also made of energy. Uh, your Everything is made of energy. Your teeth are made of energy. Weird. And when you surrender to something that you consider also you... This is key. It becomes different. You're not letting go and letting yourself be like, you know, foisted about like a volleyball in a game of volleyball. You are an active participant and co-creative partner with the universal power that is bigger than you. You cease to be something that you look at as at the effect of your life and reality and the universe and you you start to become a partner and teammate with the universe with the circumstances of your life with everything else going on in your life you become a part of it instead of just a particle of it And submitting to that partnership is much more beautiful. It is so gorgeous. It is a whole different way to look at surrender and a very much more accessible way for many people to um, consider surrender in order to actually find the the chutzpah to, like, do it (laughs) to let go which is obviously the whole point you can think about it as much as you want but unless you actually are surrendering to the to the universe like you're never gonna get the to the other side of like what it's actually like being in that state of universal continual surrender so when i say universal continual surrender one of the other key words here is universal what you are submitting to what you are surrendering to is 
this universal power. It is not like you could surrender to uh, the cops if you have done a crime. That's one way we can consider surrender. And uh, that's not what I'm talking about here. Um, I have no opinion on what you should do if you've done a crime. Uh, The continual universal surrender is surrendering to specifically that higher power, whatever you think it is, whether it's the mycelial network, whether it's uh, Jesus, whether it's like one of the other Abrahamic religions or Buddha or any of any religion, frankly, um, whatever, non-religions. I don't do a religion personally. Um, it's not my bag. It doesn't matter because it's all about the process of surrendering to that higher power kind of like it doesn't matter if you're learning to crochet um, a stuffed ladybug for your niece or if you're learning to crochet a blanket for old lady down the street or if you are learning to crochet a hat for yourself or whatever you what you're the process that you're doing is learning to crochet And so when you learn to crochet, you are learning the craft of crocheting. And so when you learn to surrender, you are learning the craft of surrendering. You are becoming better and better at it over time. You are becoming more consistent at it over time. You are becoming um, more deeply surrendered of more all the parts of you over time, all the aspects of your of your life, of your circumstances. You are discovering new aspects of your personality that you never knew before. You didn't know you had these patterns. You didn't know you had uh, these coping mechanisms or trauma responses or um, anything else like you didn't know you had these beautiful aspects of yourself too that you know you may not consider maladaptive you may really like uh you learn how merciful you can be you can you learn how patient you can be you learn how um trusting you can be there's going to be a whole episode on trust my friends trust is such an important part of this entire process and this entire um like the meaning of this entire world frankly and so when you are surrendering to this universal power consistently you are doing it continually this is why i say it's continual universal surrender we're distinguishing here from something that's not surrender something that's not surrender to a universal power and something that's not continual in use because you can do this once in a while like you know everything's gone shit in my life and i you know, I got nowhere else to turn and I can surrender for this time and then things start going well again. And then like, maybe you stop practicing it. Like that's one way that people work or, you know, they ask for what they want from the universe or God and it provides and they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then they just like never fucking do it again. This is what I'm talking about, a continual practice, a continual surrender practice. Continual universal surrender is a state where you eventually turn it on and you you fundamentally, you don't turn it off. You don't. Like, it just keeps going. You can't turn back. 
there is a line in the sand that you cross and you become a person who this is how you integrate with the universe. This You are integrated with the universe. You are a part of the universe. You can't go back to truly viewing yourself as a separate self. It does not work. You can try. I certainly have tried. I could probably tell you a lot. I Maybe I will tell you a whole bunch of stories about like how I have thrown myself down a hole multiple times, so many times to try to reclaim uh parts of myself that i didn't really need to like um man it was so comfortable to pretend that i was just a tiny human who couldn't affect anything it was it was so familiar and this is unfamiliar and uh terrifying and i would like to just go back to being useless and small please (laughs) could i get that um i found many ways over the last uh something like what 14 years or so to uh attempt that and it doesn't work um eventually it it just doesn't work some people might be able to shove themselves back in that hole like a vampire trying to uh pretend that they're a human um i think that only works if you sparkle in the sun but apparently it makes you a stalker so um i can say that because i live in washington are are you vampires all sparkle in the sun So when we talk about the continual part, the continual universal surrender is, it's like a light switch that turns on, and you can't turn it off. You, you can try. The continual part, that may sound terrifying, and it was for me for a bit, um, long bit. The great thing is that the continual universal surrender becomes something that you can't turn off and it's beautiful it's a constant companion and constant partnership it's like being a part of something consistently and always like the you ever like submerge yourself in water and feel like you've become a part of the the ocean or the swimming pool or the whatever like you you have like moved into a different world this like underwater world it's like it's like that but you live there that's one way to to think about it. Fundamentally, there is a change that you can make to align yourself with the universal will, and you just don't stop. And that's what makes it continual, universal surrender. And you may say, like, well, but <laughs> why would I want that? Um, or how could I get that? I see why I would want that. And we're going to get, like I said, this is the theme of the entire season. So we're going to get really into all of these parts and much more deeply into a lot of the different aspects of what comes with this. Once you have started this process, what do you do now? How do you deepen it? How do you get into it? How do you not run down and throw yourself down a hole? Um, what even is it to be able to talk to people when you come from a different context? That one I've I've certainly struggled with. And so we're going to talk a lot about like the state of being an integrated human, integrated with the universe, integrated with the being that you are, being an integrated being. 
is a very different way of interacting with the universe and with people and with the circumstances in your life and your life in general. It's just a very different way of doing it than many people, most people do. So if you are already in this space, if you are hearing this and you're like, you are speaking my language, I've been experiencing this for a while now, like I didn't know anybody else did this, or maybe you know other people who are already doing this, like good for you. Community is clutch. The This is for you. This is about deepening that new practice of adulthood as a human being, of moving beyond childhood delusions and moving into a state of open-eyed wonder and grown-up responsibilities. Moving from pretending to be a small, useless human who is trying so hard to just make life happen and moving into a wonderful, wonder-filled existence of working with the universe as one unit, one integrated package to enact divine will in your life. This is the path you're already on, my friend. I applaud you. And also I want to hear from you because I I would love to spend more time with people who are in this state too. So community is clutch. Feel free to reach out. If you are hearing this and you are like, wow, that sounds cool, but I am not doing that. That is not my living reality right now. Keep listening. Listen to the season and keep paying attention. Listen with an open ear for what hits you in the gut. What rings the strongest for you? Those are your personal keys to the door of this kingdom like that is your way to get in your body your intuition will tell you where you need to move and where you need to move after that step by step keep listening inward if you don't feel your intuition you will start when you start listening And if this has nothing to do with you and you're not interested in being here, I applaud you for listening this far into the episode. Thank you. Now, here's the other new thing that we're bringing in for this season. Ooh, new things. Every episode, I'm going to open the Akashic Records. And we're going to just see what the Akashic Records have to say about each of the concepts that we're going to get into with each episode this season. So we're going to be talking about divine timing. We're going to be talking about trust. We're going to be talking about clarity, intuition, co-creating with the universe. We're going to be talking about your emotions and how they are a key to understanding yourself better, understanding your intuition better, and also how to process old emotions that are probably clogging up your system. Because for most of us, they're clogging up our systems. (laughs) We're going to be talking about taking a leap of faith. This is 
there you can't get anywhere without a leap of faith you can't go yet anywhere without making that leap into full ass surrender to universal power continually you can't do it everything else hinges on that we're going to talk about spiritual decluttering and emotional processing and we're going to be talking pretty consistently about um what it means to listen to your gut to your intuition how do you even process that what does it even feel like and um this is related very much to the emotional processing which gets in the way of being able to hear your intuition like i said clogging up the the pipes for a lot of us so each episode we're going to be talking about one of these concepts, getting into it more deeply and addressing that, and then opening up the records and finding what universal consciousness has to say about these topics related to surrendering to universal consciousness. <laughs> it's like that partnership thing come to life. So we're going to get me, we're going to get the records, and once in a while, we'll get Hartley barking <laughs> right now she is not quite conked out but uh definitely a little dog rag in my lap as i'm recording this uh she's covered in flea spray because well because she may be you know a totally divine little animal and a absolute angel she's also a dog and she has fleas so with no further ado, let's open up the records. Let's see what the Akashic Records have to say on the topic of continual universal surrender to kick us off on this season here. I'm going to open the records now and channel it through. The records are now open. It's not that lately things have been changing just to change. but they have been making way for you to change, for you to take on something new, to go across your own wasteland, if you will. We'll get to that. And to take your own journey, we're moving you, the earth is moving you, everything is moving you through the space that you've been in and inhabited and into new space. You've never inhabited this space before. It's new for you and for everyone, for most people on this planet. 
a place that people have been here before you, emotionally energetic. This is not a physical place exactly, but a way of living, of looking at the world, a place, in quotes, energetically and emotionally that you can, quote, live in. It was intentionally designed for you to live in it, to be able to co-creatively design the world around you. It's like an artist with a set of paints creating, painting, exploring and experiencing simultaneously the world that you're discovering slash expanding intentionally with every movement, every word, every action that you take. Your artistic supplies, if you will, are your emotions, your way of listening and living in the world. The way you actionably The way you action your items, not call them action items, but to actually take action on the items that matter to you, that takes strength and courage and feasibility of knowing that it's possible. For you to succeed in this endeavor, and you can always succeed in this endeavor, you'll learn it as you go. The process unfolds before you. Keep listening to the world around you, to your intuition. Just keep walking the path in front of you. And expanding your experience of the world around you. And you go far and farther by exploring your experience as you go. That's it. The records are now closed. Pretty incredible, right? I'm always amazed with the wisdom that comes through the Akashic Records. I love how in 
this particular reading, which is a group reading for everyone listening to this episode, whether you are listening to it the day it comes out or 10 years from now, if the internet still up 10 years ago, I assume it will be. The listeners of this podcast means all of the podcast listeners um, forever. So this is a reading for you no matter for the time then you listen to it, that you find this podcast episode. So listen from that place. Um, if you want to go back and re-listen to it from that place, that can be really helpful sometimes. Um, I also... I don't always do this, but I pulled a card reading that I felt really inspired to pull from Inside the Records for this episode, for this concept of universal continual surrender um, for all of you and for the the, coming from the place of um, the wisdom brought through by the records. And this card reading is the deck that I'm using is the Wild Unknown Archetypes deck by Kim Krantz. Um, Love this deck. It's so deep. It's based on Jungian archetypes, and there are just a jillion cards. (laughs) Uh, And they're really cool. They're circle cards. Um, They're circular, which is just neat. The energy that I get from this deck and from these cards is always extremely deep. So feel free to listen in from your heart and what strikes you in your intuition and your interpretation um, that rings true for you as I'm discussing what's um, what I'm seeing in these cards too. This is a three card spread. The central card is the desert. The desert is the wasteland. The desert is the long stretch of seemingly difficult, hard uh, nothingness that one must cross in order to reach the other side. It is a time of intense self-reflection. It is a time of very uh, difficult feeling circumstances. Um, It's not necessarily the same as like the tower card from the tarot. That's a very different kind of difficult circumstances. Uh, The tower is like everything is falling apart and it's big and dramatic. The desert isn't like that. The desert is a, um, like an internal landscape of the wasteland. It is the internal escape that you take from the rest of the world to kind of hermit up and discover something about yourself, um, It is a desert because there is nothing there. There is no distraction from the truth of yourself. There are enormous, enormous piles of wisdom lying around in the desert for you to explore, to understand, to discover about yourself it's a time of self-reflection um related again to the hermit card from 
the tarot. They're not the same, but there's a similar energy here of going inward to and removing outer uh, distractions. The desert is less about you having to do that in, in terms of like you having to like go away from the outside world or distractions or circumstances. The desert is really like, nope, it's just this is where you are. This is a place card. Um, this deck has different types of cards, and this reading has one of one card from three different types. Um, and this place card is a place that you find yourself in, a metaphorical place, an energetic place, an emotional place. Every card in any uh, oracle deck, tarot deck, whatever, all they are is in interpretation a representation a metaphor for a particular energetic space that you could be in or move through in order to you know fulfill yourself do whatever it is that you need to do whatever this reading is about that you're reading whichever one it is the desert is an indication that you are here and in terms of universal continual surrender, the desert is key because that's where you are to, or rather when that process happens, that you are moving into a space of universal continual surrender, that feels like a wasteland. It feels like there's nothing here. There's nothing left. There's nothing for me. It is a loss of selfhood in many ways a loss of duality as well which we'll get into in the rest of this reading here the experience can feel like a cataclysm and the desert is the space that holds you in that cataclysm in that way that nothing else can hold you the things that you had don't work anymore the ways that you've coped don't work anymore the ways that you've tried to experience yourself don't work anymore. And you can't see through to the other side yet before you've made that choice to surrender fully, unconditionally, and without recourse, without the intention or ability to ever go back. The desert is that space that holds you through that transition because there's nothing else that can you need that nothingness to be able to see that there's nothing left of what you used to have that can keep you here anymore it is only forward and there is only you and what is you is a lot different than you thought it was it's pretty cool. And in the mirror, which is the second card here, the mirror is an object card in this deck. It is a tool, um, an item that, you know, these are all Jungian archetypes. And the mirror is the self-reflection. 
It is the looking at yourself and seeing who you are, who you present to be, who you project yourself to be. It can be easy to be lost in mirrors. It can be easy to project yourself into the world and to look at yourself and see someone different than your true self, than your true face. And the this process of continual universal surrender is the process of becoming one with the mirror, of becoming the one with your true face, of being no longer satisfied with a shallow representation of yourself, but accessing and able to access a deeper level of one's own resonance, one's own experience. I use the word experience a lot this episode because that's what you're doing. It's all about experiencing. This is an experiential education that you engage in, and it is irrevocable, and it is amazing. And you can't learn it in a textbook or or anything like that. You have to do it. The mirror also shows you the world around you. You know, when you look in a mirror, you don't just see your face. You see everything around you that the mirror can pick up. And this process shows you that the world that you've seen is also a shallow representation of reality, that there is so much more available to you, through you, than you thought there was. There is so much available. And the world that you begin to see through the mirror becomes more bright. It becomes more easy to pick up and understand all of the ways that this world around you that you engage in with every day is working towards you. It's working with you. It's working for you. You become to see the world more wholly and more intuitively, more integratively, and most importantly, more accurately. The shallow representation of the world seen through a lens of of fear and misrepresentation and uh, only barely understanding what's going on around you, like that that is no way to live. That is trash world. Um, in my opinion. In my opinion, for one thing, for whatever it's worth, is just my opinion. It's the opinion of someone who uh, decided to leave that (laughs) and go across the wasteland and do my own thing. Um, So take that for what it's worth. I'll share my story too, I guess, this this season uh, so that you know where I'm coming from more deeply. Not this episode, because otherwise we'll be here forever. The third card in this spread is Eros, uh, which some of you may know as the Greek god of love, lust, and good time fun. And in this deck, Eros is one of the cards, uh, just as the desert is a place and the mirror is an item, Eros is an initiation. And the Eros card is the initiation into and out of duality, of being able to see yourself in someone else and see them and feel them and experience them inside of you, of being 
simultaneously in a world of I am you and you are me and we are oneness itself and you are you and I am me and we are able to come together in whatever way that we do obviously there's some sexy in this in this card but that's not all that it's talking about the duality of reality is an illusion and it is also the way that we perceive with our eyes and senses reality and it is the fact that it it, we've interfaced this way as if things are dual that there is a, a me and a you that there is a these cards are sitting on my desk and those are two separate things uh that i can touch them and feel a an edge like a uh you know it doesn't feel like touching myself touching myself also feels different than the inside of my hand like it's the illusion of separateness but it is still an illusion it may be persistent that doesn't mean it's not an illusion so what can we learn from this card spread this is a picture of one way of looking at the process of accessing and becoming a continual user, if you will, of continual universal surrender. I cannot wait to give you the rest of this season and get further into what that means, how you do it, and all of the nuances that are an integral part of this experience of living that is continual universal surrender. For more of me, you can be here next Friday, join the newsletter. The newsletter is a mailing list that will tell you when everything is coming out, what's going on as far as the podcast goes, and it also gives you uh, different content that I only put on my newsletter. So sladepowell.com, check it out there, and consider joining the newsletter. Other than that, I love you very much. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be starting this new season and this new journey with you. And I'll see you next week. Till then, keep exploring. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to learn more about the Akashic Records and how I work with people one-on-one, you can find more information on my website, sladepowell.com slash Akashic Records, A-K-A-S-H-I-C-R-E-C-O-D-S. If you feel called to work with me, It is my privilege to hold space for you and to connect directly and personally to your records in a safe, caring, virtual environment with total anonymity where you can get answers, real concrete answers to the kinds of questions that you may have thought you would never, ever understand. Like, what am I doing here? 
what is this particular experience supposed to have taught me? How can I create a better relationship with the people in my life? What contracts do I have with them that we created before we were all born into these lives? What past lives are informing the life I live today? And what's really going on here? And how can I better understand myself, the world I live in, and the life that I lead? All of these are great questions to bring to the records and to get your own full, personalized responses and answers to the big questions of your life. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.